welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the intersection of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by TSX Broadway. I'm Dan Permack. On today's show, Facebook complains about its media coverage and what's next for Sears. But first, the federal government shutdown. So we are now in day 17 of this thing, with President Trump and congressional Democrats battling over whether or not they'll be funding appropriated for a border wall. And that also means we're in day 17 of hundreds of thousands of government workers going without paychecks, trash piling up at national parks, all sorts of federal approvals from new food products to initial public offerings not being granted, and then pending disruptions for everything from tax refunds to food stamps. And for context, please remember, this is not at all normal. So in history, there have only been nine other times that the federal government shut down for five days or more, and only one other time in the past 20 years. If things don't open by Friday, we tie the record set in 1995. If it lasts a Saturday, this one would stand in a league of its own. And to be honest, there's not much cause for optimism. So President Trump has dug in his heels on the idea of $5.6 billion for a border wall. And it doesn't seem to matter that the White House hasn't said exactly where it would put this wall or how it even gets to a specific number, given that Trump keeps vacillating between the need for a concrete barrier or something made of steel slats, or even that Vice President Pence reportedly offered Democrats a deal for only around $2.5 billion. Nope, Trump wants what he wants. Democrats, meanwhile, aren't moving either. Instead, the House plans to offer resolutions this week that would reopen all government agencies except for Homeland Security, which is where border protection sits. But there's no indication that Trump would sign such bills. And if history is any guide, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell won't bring a vote on something he doesn't think Trump will sign. The bottom line, D.C. is always broken. But this is the difference between a flat tire and a busted axle when the auto repair guy is out sick. Everyone agrees a fix is needed but no one has a clue on how to do it. In about 20 seconds, we'll go deeper on the shutdown with Axios executive editor Mike Allen. But first, this. TSX Broadway is bringing Times Square into the digital age. The project will be a powerhouse for event activation with a 46-story tower wrapped in LED screens, a luxury hotel, experiential retail space, and Times Square's only permanent outdoor stage. Learn more about this breathtaking platform at tsxbroadway.com. We're joined now by Axios executive editor Mike Allen. So, Mike, you're in Vegas this morning for the CES conference, which means I assume you flew there. Were there TSA delays? There weren't, but what a conversation about it here. Dan, it's something that's really breaking through in America. I think it was a beltway story for maybe the first 10 days and is now day 17. In the last week, it's really started to kick in and the stuff gets real as they say, this Friday, yesterday, on Meet the Press, the president's acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, who's doing the job of the president's chief of staff, said that if this isn't resolved by Tuesday, that then that's going to mess up the billing cycle of paychecks that would go out Friday. So in the next 24-ish, next 36 hours for sure, this metal hits the road in a way that it had not before. Friday, President Trump had a press conference and, and he expressed optimism there was going to be negotiations over the weekend and maybe something would come of it. It appears that nothing came of those meetings. So is there any real reason for optimism right now that the government will reopen not only after Tuesday, but really any time in the foreseeable future? We've known each other for a long time. I think that you know that I am always optimistic. 
Not this time. There is at most one person in America who believes this is close to being solved. Maybe the president, fairly recently, someone inside the White House told me that the president really believes he's winning. But Dan, I bet it doesn't look that way to you. It doesn't look like anyone's winning, to be honest. At this point, the Democrats, in theory, the House is going to vote this week to kind of reopen all agencies outside of Homeland Security. From your perspective, will Mitch McConnell bring that to the floor and bring that to a vote on his side to make Trump veto it? Or is he just going to ignore it altogether? The signs are right now that that will not happen. What if he had, over the Christmas break, when he stayed in the White House, what if he'd gone to the capital of the rotunda when the other congressional leaders were off on vacation and said, I'm here, let's negotiate, let's make a deal, I'm going to stay here. Like People inside wish that he had done something like that, might have given him some leverage. It still is very much the Trump shutdown. President Trump, in that Oval Office meeting, he said to Leader Schumer, now Speaker Pelosi, he said, I'm going to hold my breath and I'm going to turn blue. And they said, "Okay," And that's kind of where we are. You wrote over the weekend that from your perspective, the one thing that could change not just the narrative, but could actually potentially change the White House and Trump position on this is more and more and more stories when people do start losing paychecks and the paycheck really doesn't start to come in and people start missing their rent, potentially being evicted, end up, you know, in food lines and stuff like that. That could be the thing that changes it. Is that your feeling that that's really the only thing that could break this impasse, which would basically make Trump back down? Republican sources think that this pain is going to escalate quickly, especially if we get into a situation where we're in a payroll cycle where people are actually not going to be paid. Right now, people are on paper working not for money or at home being furloughed, maybe getting the money later, but getting the money later certainly doesn't pay the rent. That could make a big difference. A lot of people in America live paycheck to paycheck, and most of the people who serve us in our government or serve government buildings as contractors, don't make a lot. And the president at that epic freewheeling, some people called it devil may care, I called it news conference that the president had in the Rose Garden the other day. One of the reporters asked him a good question. They said, what would you say to a government employee who is working without pay? And he said, well, I'm going to pay you in secure borders. Well, that may be great, but secure borders, of course, do not buy shoes for your kids or like give them money for their field trip. And that's where, as we start hearing these stories, I think specifically from the military, I think specifically from Trump country, from red states, from heartland states, that's what Republicans think could instantly make a big difference. I remember uh, the Josh Green book about the campaign, the 2016 campaign. And in there, he quotes Sam Nunberg, a former Trump advisor, who said that it was Nunberg and Roger Stone who came up with the idea of, quote, the wall really as a mnemonic device to remind Trump to talk about immigration and to talk about border security. Is it as strange to you as it is to me that the government is now shut down over something that was really just kind of a cliff note, post-it note during the campaign and how it went from that to something tangible? Yeah, no, that's so true. And uh, by the way, uh, this morning, I'm more Morning, Joe, Joe Scarborough named it the Seinfeld shutdown, the shutdown uh, about nothing. <laughs> but uh, they usually shutdowns have like a very specific like pain point that's being debated. Here, like you have this abstract idea of the wall. The president keeps changing his definition of what a wall is. And I can tell you that people inside, both of the Hill, the White House, do not know how you solve this. Now, people keep saying on TV, you can't just give a little on each side. I think you can. I think you can mess around with the definition of what border security is and maybe come up with something. But it's hard. And some Republicans were telling me, gee, I don't see how we solve this 
sort of the big deal. And, Dan, I think we're going to hear a lot about this in the days ahead. So the big deal would include DACA. The big deal would include some protection for the dreamers who came into this country as citizens. But that's months away. There's a Supreme Court ruling in between that. And it's part of what I think a lot of people are complaining is the sort of callous way the president has talked about this to just throw out, oh, this could go on for a year or years. Well, no, it couldn't. But if you're a federal employee and if you're always struggling and if you heard that, that might hit you kind of hard. Mike Allen, executive editor of Axios, the normally optimistic, except for today, Mike Allen. Thank you very much. Dan, welcome back. Thank you. My final two right after this. Every day, 400,000 people pass through Times Square. And soon, titans of the digital economy will have a new way to reach them. TSX Broadway is a retail playland designed to host 15 million visitors every year with interactive retail, live performances, food and beverage service, and a luxury hotel. Learn more at tsxbroadway.com. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is Sears, which Reuters reports is preparing for the worst hiring a liquidation firm in case it can't finalize a rescue deal with Chairman Eddie Lampert. The liquidator, called Abacus, has done work for Sears in the past, but this would be to sell everything left, all remaining inventory, plus even things like store shelves and lighting fixtures. We should know more tomorrow when Sears and Lampert's firms appear in bankruptcy court. Finally, NBC's Dylan Byers reports that Mark Zuckerberg and other top Facebook executives are, quote, fed up with the antagonistic coverage by The New York Times. So first, this defensiveness isn't surprising. No one likes to be regularly hammered in the press. But the reality is here, with great power comes great scrutiny. And complaining about media coverage doesn't stop that media coverage. Just ask President Trump. And we're done. Thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Gracia and Tim Shovers, have a great national bobblehead day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.